The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Polly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Welcome in. We've saved a special space just for you. We've saved a space where you can allow yourself to be who you have always dreamed to be. One without apologies for who you are and one without fear. One where you can simply be authentically you. The show is called Authentically Kinky and it is presented by Dating Kinky and is powered by Clips for Sale. Your host is John, also known as Hi there, Catsuit. And each week they visit with kink and fetish personalities to bring you their stories. Now go to that safe space in your mind and meet someone who's just like you, who has lived their life finding out why they are who they are and living a life that is authentically kinky. The impeccable Randy Moore was born and raised in Southern California and has been modeling and in the fetish industry for more than 17 years. She's been published in all the major adult magazines, Playboy, Penthouse, but was especially favored by Hustler and got to meet Larry Flint. She identifies as a switch, but has been exploring her dominant side more lately recently getting back into the business after a long hiatus. She loves to play and produce a lot of different fetish kink content, but people know her mainly for her bondage, fendom, super heroin, and especially legs and nylon content. Fetish model Randy Moore is authentically kinky. The genesis of the story always begins with memorable firsts, and that is how we start our show each and every time. This is The First Five, proudly presented by KingsterMerch.com. First time you ever had an inkling that you might enjoy being tied up. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I didn't really do much in the fetish world until I kind of started shooting. And so I think getting in, you know, in front of the camera and doing bondage scenes was really like, I was exploring it, you know, right then and there. So, I mean, there was definitely something that was drawing me back to want to do these shoots. I mean, there was, you know, back in, you know, 2007 or so I'm, I'm, guessing it was, you know, working with Dominic Wolf and doing some really intense bondage um, and then kind of like crossing over and doing a little bit different style of bondage with Jim Weathers. It was like, oh, this is more sensual side. It was like, wow. Okay. And forced orgasms. It was like, wow. Okay. So I think, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I must've been attracted to it before I agreed to do the shoot. I mean, there was something in my mind going, hmm, there's something about this that I, I am interested in. So, yeah, I mean, it, I guess then I would say the early 2000s because, um, you know, when I got approached to do some of these shoots, I was I was definitely intrigued. And, I, you know, in general, like just being in the industry and being able to explore so many different fetishes has like, it's been a great eye opener to like what I like um so it's it's been amazing you know because not everybody gets to do that in their personal life very true first time you ever set foot on a set where you were going to do erotic photography and what your emotion was like when you set foot on that set <laughs> okay so um i think even before that you know 
earlier in my career uh, modeling, I was doing a lot of glamour, artistic nudes and things like that. Well, before I got into the nudes, I want to say like glamour and things like that. I had a girlfriend that was a couple years older than me and she was really artistic and kind of out there and really interesting. And I always looked up to her and I just thought, wow, you know, so she took me down to Orange County and she was like, I have this glamour shoot. It's artistic nudes. It's really kind of classic kind of pinup nude stuff. And I'd never done a nude shoot before. <laughs> um, and so I said, yeah, I'll go with you and I'll watch you and I'll kind of see how it goes. And, and if I feel comfortable, then I'll do it. So she goes out there and, you know, she takes her clothes off because she was, you know, I wasn't uh, offended by that. Of course, like she was a close friend and she was having such a great time. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. <laughs> so I'm watching her do it and pose. And, and she was so comfortable and I, I did it. I took my clothes off. I went out there and I was like, wow this is pretty cool. Like, uh, no nothing uh, strange about this at all. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what, I am, I am a very kind of like shy and uh, introverted kind of person, but I have no, com no problem being naked in a room full of people. And I thought that's like a really interesting, uh, <laughs> you know, side. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I think more and more just being around, you know, erotica, being in fetish and, and doing different things. I, you know, I've always just felt really comfortable with that, uh, comfortable in my own skin. Um, and when the camera comes on too, it's like, it's a whole other kind of world, you know? So I, um, yeah, I can be kind of quiet and kind of, you know, to myself and the camera comes on, I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of how it started, but ironically, like my mom tells me when I was a little kid, like she could not keep clothes on me. So I don't know what that's about. Maybe <laughs> it's just like in my jeans or something. <laughs> so. That's yeah. beautiful. First time you picked up a magazine, opened it up and saw your picture. <laughs> um, I was lucky to be photographed by Suze Randall for Hustler. And, you know, she's kind of a legend. Um, also kind of in the early 2000s, I was kind of like, yeah, I want to do more glamour. I'd never even done like a spread nude before. And I went over and had a casting with uh, her daughter, Holly. So she took some pictures. And I think at that point, Suze was not shooting um a lot but she was like I want to shoot her so I went over there and Suze shot my whole layout for pub uh for Hustler I got on the cover and did the whole centerfold thing so that was like right off the bat like right in there and I think that really catapulted a lot for me um but doing that I got kind of involved in a lot of uh different events and things with Hustler and got to meet Larry and got to do a lot of different things and it was a really really cool experience um, and then later I was like, okay, now I want to try to get into Playboy. I want to get into Penthouse. And so I did all of that. And I just kind of felt like this is going to be really cool, you know, when I'm like an old lady and I can go, look at this was me when I was like <laughs> in my twenties and thirties in these magazines. But, um, that was kind of a surreal moment, like seeing myself in these magazines. And the other side of that too, was that like a lot of people, that I didn't want to know that I was doing that kind of stuff found out because it's like my brother's friends, like, Oh, your sister's like on this magazine. I'm like, <laughs> I was trying to keep it quiet for a while, but so there's that. First time you ever donned a super heroine outfit. <laughs> Do you remember which one it was and what were you feeling like in all that power? Hmm. That is a difficult question because I've done so much of it over, <laughs> over the last, you know, I don't know how many years. Um, I don't know. People naturally kind of put me in the Supergirl uh, role and I, I kind of ran with that. I did a lot of Supergirl stuff for a while. Um, I know that uh, Ultra Girl is going to happen at some point here, but 
everyone does ultra girl so <laughs> one of them um and sam is very happy that so many people are doing ultra yeah girl it's incredible how many people uh have done it and uh i think it's really cool it's like this whole uh ultra girl army out there on the <laughs> internet um I don't, I can't tell you. I don't know the first time I ever wore a superhero costume, but um, I like it. I think it's really fun. I think it's like, you know, it's campy and it can be goofy. And it's like, I love the the idea of a superheroine that kind of gets in this predicament, you know, and then there's like some sexual edge to it where, you know, it's like taking it a step further than anyone got to really see in the in the mainstream movies you know it's what everyone was thinking about but didn't get to see so i have fun with that and i and i i know it's a big uh category like i'll have a lot of fans for that so i haven't been putting out a lot of that since i've been back but i i want to i, I need i need everyone to help pitch in and help me make a custom supergirl outfit so <laughs> maybe we can start a little a little fun for that Sounds wonderful. We will actually put that in the show notes. Amazing. First time that you explored your Dommy side. <laughs> um, I think right off the bat, I'm like trying to come up with this memory that um, even when I was like fairly new to the uh, bondage in general or like fetish, um, I know I had done some shoots with Jim Weathers where um he had me you know at first you know as a sub and then like that I, I think that we shot a couple scenes where he, he was having me be sort of a villain and I was like oh my gosh like I don't know I'm so like nervous and I don't want to like all of these things you know going through my mind like am I doing this right uh, but I thought it was fun and I, I but I think what I've realized over time is uh it's like you know, you're learning so much about yourself doing these things and like understanding like, okay, like, what do I like about being a sub? Oh, do I like being a dom? You know, like, and understanding the psychology behind both sides of it. And I think the people that have done some, some role-playing as a submissive or, or that maybe they are submissive, um, they tend to make better doms because they understand, you know, like what that person, what they're going through, what maybe what they want, what they need. Um, so it's been interesting because over the years I've, I've really like explored both sides my, of myself and both roles. And I'm, I'm much more like into uh, being on the dominant side now, which is really fun, but there's times too that like, you know, I like, I like being on the other side. So it's, it's fun to play both, but, um, but yeah, definitely probably on one of the gym weather shoots, I'd say like, I was first kind of like, Oh, okay. Now it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> We've just gotten started with Randy Moore on authentically kinky. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the cavalcade of stars that she gets to work with as well as talk about something that she did a long time ago and she may have forgotten, but I happened to unearth it when we come back on authentically kinky presented Ooh. by dating kinky and powered by clips for sale. Visit our authentically kinky store at kinkstermerch.com. You can find empowering designs for all you authentically kinky people, as well as an entire range of designs for all the kinksters in your life. All at kinkstermerch.com. Authentically Kinky is on the web at authenticallykinky.com. You can find us on social media on X and FetLife at AuthKinkyPod and on Instagram and YouTube at Authentically Kinky Podcast. This is the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. That's 25 years of fighting for your rights. NCSF got the American Psychiatric Association to change their diagnostic manual so kinky people can no longer be called sick just because of how we like to have sex. And now we've gotten the American Law Institute to create a legal framework for consent to kink called explicit prior permission. Please join our coalition. We're just like you, kinky and polyamorous volunteers who are making these great changes, and you can help. 
For more information, visit ncsfreedom.org. Hey, did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. This is Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale, with special thanks to our partners, FetishCon, Masuna Music, Kingster Merch, Medusa Media Management, Hido Gato, and The Adventures of Ultra Girl. Now, let's get back to John and their guests on Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale. Welcome back to Authentically Kinky. I am John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. Proud to be joined by Randy Moore, who, okay, I'll just say it. I've been a fan for a long time <laughs> because, as I told Christina Carter on show number two, and we're on 200-something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I said, I don't get turned on by seeing you. I get turned on wanting to be you. Oh, yeah. When you were going through the mindset of being a damsel on a set, I know you're trying to do something that is very much scripted. Mm -hmm. But are there times when you just let yourself go and enjoy it? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's, it, it, you know, it, it can depend. Let me just put it that way. Like, it depends on who you're working with. It depends on the scene. It depends on what's happening. You know, there's times where it's really like pushing your buttons and you're like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> and there's other times where it's just like, okay, we're playing out somebody else's fantasy and maybe it's kind of wild and weird and maybe not something that's like aligning in your mind, but you're like, okay, this is fun, you know? And I, and I always have fun. I mean, I always enjoy it, but there are definitely times when I'm like, okay, that was hot. <laughs> So, you know, I try, I really try to, you know, work on the, the kind of scenes that I, I, that I like, if I'm going to produce it or have the people that I want in the scene, because I like working with them. And that always makes such a huge difference. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's times when I'm like, okay, I get out of the, out of the ropes or whatever. And you're like, I just need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Woo. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the people you get to work with, Christina Carter, we talked about during the break. Christina, as I said, was the guest on the second ever show that we had. And I have always been a huge O-Girl fan. I just think it is the most beautifully put together series under mm -hmm. the wonderful mind of Jim. Mm -hmm. And then you get to work with people like Diana Knight, who yeah. is to me the epitome of the villain. Yes. I don't think anybody plays a better villain. Yeah. Then you have all those other people that work with you on, whether it's a Jim Weathers production or a Christina Carter production, mm -hmm. you all look like you're having so much fun. I know it's hard work, but you guys really enjoy being around each other. Yes. And you can tell it. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's such a joy. And that's one of the big things that I missed when I left is like seeing my friends, having fun, being creative, you know, doing stuff that's stimulating physically, mentally, like it's such a, it's such a great thing. And I'm, I feel so, you know, lucky and so blessed to have such like good friends in this industry, you know, there's some that is like, obviously like whatever, you know, they're cool. And I'm, I may, maybe I'm not as close with them, but like, there's just such a great circle of good people. And I just feel, yeah, really lucky to, to be friends with them and have them in my life and be able to like do these things because yeah, then it's like, yeah, it's hard. Obviously like we, we work hard and we try to make a good product and do, you know, good things, but it's like, it feels a lot 
a lot like a lot less work you know when you're doing it with people that you love so yeah it's a great thing there's also that thing of trust mm -hmm. when you're around people that you genuinely trust because let's face it when somebody's tied up they're very vulnerable mm -hmm. and that can be a fun thing obviously right but i'm guessing it can still be a little scary too yeah, you can. I mean, I, I, I don't really feel like I have any like instances in my life where I, I feel like, oh, you know, I'm tied up and I, I'm, I'm worried, you know, and I feel like everybody that I work with is very professional and they're very conscious of safety and I've never, you know, yeah, at least not that I can think of in a long, long, long time, uh, you know, had any issues. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm tied up and I have any of these people any of my good friends around me I'm like okay you know they're always like are you okay is there a hair in your eye do you have something stuck to your lip like do you have to itch your forehead they're like totally like looking at you you know they're they're like on the same page they kind of know what you're going through so yeah but for those who are just getting started and may feel trepidation how did you make it through That's a good question. Um, I think you have to be able to like read people a little bit, you know, have some uh, discernment, like of who you work with. I think you should always be careful, obviously, like, especially if you're working with like somebody that just says they want to tie you up because there's a lot of randos out there who it's like, yeah, you maybe shouldn't trust them. But uh, one thing that I've always felt is really important is to get references and, you know, see who they've worked with and then talk to them because um, even now, like I'm coming, I'm coming back and there's people that have like reached out to me and I won't say who, but, you know, uh, later, like I found out that other people are like, that person's not mentally stable, like avoid mm -hmm. them, you know, so I think it's important to ask around and make sure that you know, if you, if you go into a scene or you go in and do a shoot with somebody that, um, there's somebody that you can trust. And then always like, you know, if you get there, you don't feel comfortable, then don't do it. Um, so yeah, I just definitely be careful and don't just jump into anything like without being aware. You mentioned that you've just come back. <laughs> yes. Back with a vengeance. <laughs> so I will ask the question with great respect. Why did you step away? I was kind of at a point where I was working really hard. I have a really hard, um, I have a bad um, <laughs> habit of overcommitting myself. Um, I do, I just, I do, I want to do a lot. I, I like to stay busy, but I was running myself ragged. I was shooting a lot and um, I just was kind of feeling like at that time I wanted to do something else. I wanted to do like stop being just a sexy person and, and use my mind a little bit, kind of challenge myself in other ways. Um, so rather than just kind of dial it down, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because uh, I didn't mean to like offend anybody, you know, I, but I had to just kind of like make a clean cut and disappear. And uh, a lot of fans were kind of like, what happened? And there's a lot of people talking like, theories of what may have happened to me and and then you know all of a sudden now I'm back and they're going oh my god what <laughs> so but it was just you know it was a more just a matter of like trying something else uh going back to school um you know educating myself working in the corporate world for a while I got it you know kind of like c-level executive kind of stuff for a while but I realized going on this other extreme I was really bored and I was like, I miss that other stuff. And I think what's important is just finding balance. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do now is like have that kinky kind of creative outlet, but also have like a real kind of normal job. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I did, I, I left for a long time and did a lot of really cool things, like amazing things. And, uh, I'm glad that I did that, but I'm also glad to be back. So, <laughs> and we're happy to have you back. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. When yeah. you were growing up, what did you think you were going to be? 
That's a good question. Um, I think if I were to do it all over again, I would probably be an archaeologist, which sounds really strange, but I love, <clears throat> excuse me, I love history. I love, um, I love all of, all of things related to history. Uh, I think it's fascinating. Um, so I actually have a degree in art history and I, um, I've done a lot of graphic design and different things too, but um, so yeah, I would be happy like in a pile of dirt, like looking for artifacts, like I would love to do that. But the reason I kind of didn't go that route is like, you know, I wanted to like be more financially successful. I know that like, that's kind of like a, an area that you could struggle in, like trying to survive, but it, I would be so passionate about that. Like anything like art or history or, you know, paleontology, like any of that, um, I love it. When you look at your work as art, when you look at your work as something that the creative mind has to go and make sure everything is right, what are the things that you obsess about the most? Mm, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> well... I mean, obviously it's got to look good. I am, I'm kind of particular about there not being a lot of stray weird noises. You know, I, I don't want people to get hung up on like the fact that something was shot poorly or they hear weird things or it's a weird angle. You know, I want it to look nice and smooth. I want people to get into the story. I want it to be believable. Um, those are, those are all really important, but now like coming back and kind of like, I feel like I want to put even more of an artistic spin on it, you know, like not just go, okay, I gotta get, I gotta do this custom. I gotta do this video. Like I want to do things that are, are more like creative and, uh, uh, artistically expressive than just like, okay, here's a fetish video, you know, like it's, it, it's hot, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's it's fun to be able to like take another pass at it now and say, well, I want to like do it in my style. You know, like before, I wasn't really thinking about that. So, I'm not uh, I'm having all these ideas about lighting and things now. <laughs> and that's important. The lighting aesthetic is huge. And during the break, you and I were talking about sets. And mm -hmm. I remember interviewing Jim after he had just finished Batgirl. Mm -hmm. And he said he was still cleaning up the little rubber pebbles that were all <laughs> over his living room rug. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel somewhat responsible for that because he was talking about the whole concept of it. And I, and I'm like, that's so cool, Jim, you have to do it. And he's like, it's going to be fortune. Like, what am I going to what am I going to put in this box? Like what is going to come down? I, I, and I, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the big box that turns into um, almost like a quicksand chamber where the, the box is clear, but in the front, and then it's filled with some material where you're eventually just completely covered up. Um, but there was a lot of discussion with him about what, what he could use for that because he's used different things before and um, they all have different characteristics of how much you need and how, how it affects your body or if it sticks to it and, and all these things. So we were kind of like brainstorming and I'm like, what about like the little plastic pebbles that are inside of like beanie babies, like something like that, where it's like coming in. And so I was like, Oh yeah, that maybe that could work. <laughs> and so he found some online. He's like, I have to get like 80 boxes of these like plastic things. I'm like, like, what am I going to do with these after? <laughs> like, who cares? Just get it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got all these things stacked up in his house. And, uh, it was quite a, a feat to make that thing happen because we had to have somebody manually pushing all of that through in the top, you know, at, at a consistent rate so that it was just like slowly you know filling up that box with me and uh angela so it's it's funny i i thought it was really fun and uh 
Angela is a little bit claustrophobic. So she was really struggling because she had a corset on and she's in the box and, and it's, it's the way that that, that material was, it's like, once you're in it, you were like locked, like you couldn't move. And so you feel very constricted. And so she's standing like this and it's coming up to her chin and she's kind of freaking out. She's like, I can't breathe. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I have the exact opposite. Like when I get really constricted and bound, I'm, I am almost like a, a baby that's being swaddled. <laughs> so I get very relaxed. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm yawning. <laughs> I'm yawning next to her. And she's like hyperventilating. So it was, uh, and I'm like, it's okay. It's just relax. It's fine. We're going to get out. There's a, there's an escape door on the side. They're going to open it and we'll, we'll fall out and it will be okay. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Very cool set. You talked about being a baby and being swaddled. Uh -huh. I know that when I've been put in a leather body bag or a latex body bag, uh -huh. that it is the safest I ever feel. So you get it. You're like the only other person that I've talked to that gets what I mean about that. It's really, yeah, you're like wrapped up, you're safe, you're kind of, I don't know. But that's kind of ironic, like, because sometimes I'm shooting a scene and I'm not supposed to be relaxed. <laughs> and if I'm really wrapped up, I start getting a little sleepy. And so I might get really quiet and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like super relaxed right now. Is touch your main love language? It's not actually. Hmm. And I, that's so weird that you asked me that because I was just thinking of this, like, I don't know if it was last night or this morning. Um, I have taken the quiz and I think that, um, I think affirmation is my first and, and acts of service is my second, but probably touch is my third. Mm -hmm. Because but it's pretty close. I mean, they're all like up there. Well, touch absolutely is mine, which I think explains the cat suits a lot mm -hmm. because uh, I've been a single person for a long time and I miss that feeling of touch. Mm -hmm. and the cat suits kind of replace it for me. I call it the the greatest mindfulness exercise in the world. Yeah. Because when you put on a cat suit that really fits well, you realize that the back of your shoulder is being touched yeah. at the same time as the back of your knee and maybe the front of your thigh and then the small of your back. And then suddenly you're like, oh, this feels nice. <laughs> and it feels it. safe. Mm -hmm. Have you had a costume that has just made you feel like you're on top of the world and you get lost in it? Mm. I'm trying to think. Um, I definitely, my sorry, my cat's here. <laughs> Cat is crawling on top of me. <laughs> I definitely uh, understand that. I I love the feeling of anything that's really form-fitted in leather, latex, nylon, you know, a really good cat suit and spandex if it fits me. And it's just like, oh, it just feels amazing. I've definitely, I think, become more of a uh, nylon fetishist over the years. I, I have been really obsessed with pantyhose. <laughs> uh, I love them. I wear them a lot. I've been putting out a lot of nylon and, and pantyhose and, uh, you know, legging stuff lately because it's in a, it's an aesthetic that is like disappearing. I think maybe in the fetish world is there, but like in real life, you don't really get to see that anymore. A lot of women aren't wearing pantyhose. So, I mean, that's like my day to day kind of like I put that on and I feel amazing. I always want to wear them. What is it about that aesthetic? It looks nice. It feels nice. It's tight. It's shiny. It's silky. It's soft. It looks sexy. I mean, like, and it's, I don't know. It's like I put it on and I feel like a million dollars and I don't know. Like it gives me this like confidence because I just like, it smooths everything. It looks beautiful. I can wear a short skirt. I can walk around and, you know, men, women, I think they're like, wow. You know, they look at it. Um, I was just at AVN 
uh, every day. And it's a different kind of a atmosphere than like going to fetish con, of course. But every day I was wearing my pantyhose and my classic pumps and my little dresses. And I think I was probably the only person in that entire place that had that on. And I got a lot of people coming up to me saying, wow, that's great. Like you're the classiest one in this entire building. So it, it was really sweet, but I'm like, hey, I'm wearing it because I like it. I like the way it looks. So uh, different. I know how I feel when I put on a pair of tights, mm -hmm. especially the shiny ones. Is there a certain part of your body that when you're putting your tights or pantyhose on that it hits when you start going, oh, yeah, this is right? <laughs> oh, uh, probably. I mean, once I get it up and it's like around my butt and it's like, you know, on all the curves. But it's like, yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm like rubbing my feet together and my legs together. And it's like, oh, everything, everything just feels amazing. The other night I was in Atlanta and I had been wearing them. I uh, was out to dinner with uh, Christina Carter, of course. And uh, it was like kind of late and I just like took my dress off and I'm like, I just got in the bed and I still had just my pantyhose on and I'm laying there just like, oh my God, <laughs> like this is amazing. I never really thought to like get in bed with just these on and just to feel the sheets around them and everything sliding. It's like, oh, so nice. Clean sheets and pantyhose. Great combination. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mine is my left thigh. When mm -hmm. I pull it over my left thigh, I feel like, okay, all is right with the world. <laughs> and I, I wear them as anxiety helpers. I mean, even going to work, I'll, I'll wear them under jeans and just really? having that tight feeling of of feeling them on my legs actually makes me feel calmer yeah well you're wearing me... one right now I i'm mean, wearing I... my cat suit yes and i have <laughs> and i have tights on underneath you do <laughs> yes i do <laughs> i love it there's nothing quite like when two layers of nylon yes. and spandex do that oh my gosh yeah like recently i've been doing this where i will will wear pantyhose with a pair of uh thigh highs or like nylons over them and like mm -hmm. the combination is like the coolest feeling wow i love that so do you wear a cat suit like do you wear like a normal shirt over it like normal clothes no oh. I, I i just i don't wear my cat suit i just wear the the tights or okay. it, which are basically thick dance pantyhose uh, I miss the uh, Dan Skin Super Shimmer ones. I miss those so much, but they yeah. stopped making them. Um, but when I get home, I'll put on a catsuit just to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it, it used to be something sexual, be like, oh, I'm in a catsuit and no, oh, it feels so good. Yeah. But now it's very much just a calming feeling, which yeah. I love. I'm always looking for a good cat suit maker. So let me know. Uh, Hiro Gato. They are actually making custom cat suits for me this year for FetishCon and my appearances. Oh my gosh. Because wow. I showed them what how many times I was showing off their cat suits last year. And they said, <laughs> yes, we can do this for you. So I, yes, Hiro huh. Gato. I'm going to have to check that out. I will send you a link. Yeah, it's it's hard to find a good cat suit actually. A lot of times, like I'm really long torsoed, mm -hmm. so they're like cutting me in half when I put them on. Um, <laughs> they're all custom made. You can get sizes, but they are custom made. So if you have a perfect set of measurements, they will make it right to your measurements. Oh my gosh, totally gonna do that. Now totally. here's my other secret. I'll let you know, Randy Moore. <laughs> Tell me because uh, next time you shoot a thing with your spandex and you've got another spandex heroin there. Uh-huh. The hottest scene that I ever had did not involve any bondage, but it involved two people in cat suits. Oh. And 
So we went to a place that had like padding, almost like wrestling padding. It was in a, a swingers club. So they have what basically are their orgy beds. Mm -hmm. And we just started intertwining our bodies with each other. Yeah. And sliding. And yeah. I always call it oil wrestling without the mess. Right. And we start sliding and she starts sliding up and I start sliding her up and down. And she starts sliding up and down and then we switch over and I start sliding on top of her. Mm -hmm. And after a while, I start hearing her go, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, you okay? She goes, yes, keep going. <laughs> Randy, I kid you not, by the time the scene was over, she'd had four orgasms. Amazing. I Just from it. the sheer friction and intimacy of the suits going over each other trust me i get it i <laughs> I, uh, I was just in atlanta and uh i shot a scene with kobe lee and christina carter and it was really heavy on the nylon fetish but like some of it was kind of silly and then some of it i mean there was a part where where i was literally pumping Christina's legs I'm wearing like nylons I'm on the floor and I'm kind of like you know grinding on her I'm like okay you know and then, and then I flip over and I'm staring at Kobe's nylon clad foot well you know I'm like kind of pumping Christina's leg from behind and I was like this is, at first it seemed kind of weird but I was actually really getting off on it I was like this is hot <laughs> But it was out there. Like, it's not something that I would normally think to do, but I think it was just all of the nylon and the nylon. Like, yeah, I totally get it. More and more, I'm trying to find some really high quality nylon bodysuits because mm. I like that really sheer, silky kind of, you know, it, but they're, they are hard to find like where they're not, I don't know, like where there's durable enough to put on without mm -hmm. like, getting destroyed the moment you pull it up um but also like silky enough to where like yeah you get that like sensation that you're talking about when i send you the hero gato um link i think they have sheer ones now oh i am so interested <laughs> uve is going to be very happy with me that double oh, yeah. <laughs> going to possibly get randy moore in some hero gato suits oh That's yeah amazing I'm all, I'm all over that i told you that i found something from your past that i <laughs> saw while googling so curious what this is <laughs> and it was from a long time ago uh, you yeah. you looked very young. You were wearing a Stars and Stripes bikini, and it was an interview with you do about doing wrestling. I don't even know. <laughs> and you could not have been shyer in the interview, oh, except yeah. you said, "I'm really gonna want to beat his ass." That was one thing <laughs> I remember you saying. <laughs> what? I have no idea what this this um, is. Let me see if I can find the the actual. Let me see if I can find that the actual. Like... I, I, it it, it, it was a simple Google of Randy Moore fetish. There it is right there. Let's see if I can go down. Um, uh, no, that's. Uh, where is it? I know it's here. Hitthematwrestling.com. Oh, well, that's probably not that old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of the fet top fetish stars from clips for sale back in her heyday that's and, uh but here was this amazing interview of you at 2012 well that's not that long ago that's not that long like but still yeah the difference between you then <laughs> and the difference with you now yeah there, I think... there is a certain beauty and confidence an air of i'll say it power that i see this person in the video being interviewed in your stars and stripes bikini <laughs> where your arms are crossed and because i teach public speaking and body <laughs> language during public speaking i could tell like 
I'm not sure if I want to be doing this interview, but I'll do it. And yeah. now you are one of the most confident people when you, like when you said, when you walk through AVN, people saw the epitome of class. And when I think of you, that's what I think of. Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. That's, that's kind of you to say. And I, um, I do feel like I've grown up for sure. I mean, the time that I left, I grew as a person in a lot of ways and um, definitely confident in other areas. And what you said about power, like I get that now, like, I think I didn't really understand how to uh, harness that and sort of like feel as confident, you know, as I do now. Um, And I'm loving it actually, because it's like, now that I'm back, I'm kind of like, I, I get myself more and I kind of understand things better uh, just in general about myself and other people. And so it's kind of like, yeah, like I am not, <laughs> I'm not scared and I am just enjoying it so much. I'm enjoying the, like the, the sexual power, uh, the mental power. Um, of course, I'm not abusive of that power, but I'm just saying like, yeah, I've definitely grown into myself a lot in the in the last few years. One more segment to go with Ms. Randy Moore. And I said that that way because that's the new Instagram that you have. Yeah, just got it. Ms. Randy Moore, Randy Moore Fetish will give you all the links in the show notes. And when we come back on Authentically Kinky, we'll talk more with Randy Moore when we come back. Authentically Kinky is the official podcast of FetishCon. Join us for the largest trade show in fetish in 2024. It's in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11, and you can get all the information at fetishcon.com. If you enjoy what you are hearing, please support the show. You can support the program financially by going to the support the show link at authenticallykinky.com. And if you want to help us online, please Take the time to subscribe and give us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. It really does make a difference. Pinksters.com is a new social media where you can post legal content and engage in free speech without algorithms and censorships. You don't get shadow banned, period. Sell your legal content without fear and share your social media updates all in the same place. Try out the all-new social media site, pinksters.com, P-I-N-X-S-T-E-R-S.com. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? (laughs) Or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, (laughs) Uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners written by Princessa Natasha Strange, and that's me is available on Amazon. Go get it now. If you want to catch episodes of the old What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want or any of Authentically Kinky's previous shows, you can find links to them all at AuthenticallyKinky.com. This is Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky. And here, once again, is your host, John, or as we like to call them, Hi There, Catsuit. Welcome back to the program. Joined by Randy Moore, Southern California, born and bred. You look like, and this is a compliment, you look like a beach girl. (laughs) I've heard that a lot. I I, I kind of am, Um, but I was never like a surfer or anything. But I, yeah, I'm definitely like from a little beach town and, um, but that's, yeah, that's the irony because it's like, yeah, I'm, I maybe have kind of like the, the look, but I like to put on, you know, some knee high patent leather boots and a a cat suit and, you know, some gloves (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we were talking a little bit about you wearing the pantyhose at AVN mm-hmm. and being the classy person. I have always said, and this is for me, that for a, uh, I'll just come out and say it, the naked body has never done anything for me. Mm-hmm. Now, show me a person who is sensually clothed and my heart goes pitter-patter. Mm-hmm. Do you think that with as much skin as was being shown at AVN, that your breath of fresh air just was the thing that caught everybody's eye? It was. It definitely stood out. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, I think a lot of people maybe didn't really know who I was there because I'm not really so much like a mainstream porn person although have done some with girls um there were a few people that came up to me that knew who I would uh, you know they're like oh my gosh I'm a huge fan you know um but yeah I mean I think it's so much more sexy if you can leave a little bit to the imagination and kind of be the fantasy and have some texture to you and have some depth, you know, and they're going, oh my gosh, like it, it's just so much more mentally stimulating, I think, to look at a girl and go, oh my gosh, look at that aesthetic, like the heels, the pantyhose, the tight dress or like the jewelry or the way she's wearing her hair or like, you know, just different things and rather just like, okay, and just have like some $20 um little weird lingerie thing that I got, you know, at the adult store. It's like, there's no creativity in that. There's no, there's nothing interesting about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you can be a woman, you can be, you know, sexy, you can harness all of these great things that we have, you know, why not? I I just think it's so much better than like, okay, I'm just like a body, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I just think it's like, why not? Like we, we have all these amazing things at our disposal. Why not? Why not enjoy them? It's like, I don't know. How we discover that we're not alone is something we talked about during the break. I knew that I went through all these binges and purges thinking that I wanted to be normal. How could I like this fetish stuff? I didn't even know it was a fetish thing. I just knew that it's what made me feel good. Mm -hmm. But it's always interesting to see how people discover that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And you started to tell me a story and I said, hold off on that because I want (laughs) to hear it on the actual show Uh about a person that had that realization, except you were the one that brought them to that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, I'll just say honestly, like, the internet has obviously made like a huge impact of making people realize that they're not alone and websites with all these different fetishes and, and whether, you know, maybe mainstream stuff, whatever. Um, but I have had a lot of people come up to me now since I've been back and, and during my time of being gone, they were watching my videos for years and I wasn't around. I wasn't making anything new So now that I'm here, they're like, oh my gosh, like I've been watching your stuff. I found your stuff in my dad's stash, you know, and like you were my first and I'm like, that's amazing. Like, I'm so flattered, you know, that I could be the one that opened up their, you know, the world of sexuality and, and, um, I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like, like if I, (laughs) like started talking to some of the like adult people that I fantasized about for years, but, um, I'm, I am so flattered. And, and one of them, I actually, I got on the phone with him. (laughs) I wanted to talk to him. I said, I'm like, tell me the story. And he's like, well, you know, I found a a DVD of yours in, in my dad's garage. And I just thought it was like the ultimate. And it was one of the hustler projects that I had done. Mm -hmm. And, um, he said it was just amazing. And, and it was probably like the weirdest scene. It was like one of my first solo scenes I ever did, you know, but he loved it. And so, um, 
he's like, but I was too young, like at that time, like I couldn't reach out to you and now I'm older and now I can. And this is like so amazing. And I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. And I'm like, well, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 23. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, so how old were you when you found the DVD? And he's like, oh, like 12. <laughs> like, okay. So I'm glad that you didn't reach out to me at that point, but it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and we were talking briefly about, you know, I told this story to Lorelai uh, and she told me about when she found her dad's stash and she found this, this VHS tape called like, or maybe, uh, yeah, I guess it was a VHS. It said it was called Bodacious Tatas. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the name of it stuck with her. And she said that later she'd actually found a copy of it on eBay and she almost bought it, but she didn't. <laughs> so. It's yeah, I mean, we we discover things, whether it's, you know, through our siblings or maybe our parents or like maybe we just stumbled upon something online. And it's like, yeah, that that one uh, moment, you know, we remember and we go, oh, OK, like things click and you're like, wow, you know, that's all this part of self-discovery as you, as you grow and, and learn about what you like. You've done so much that it would be hard for me to imagine that you might have a bucket list of somebody that you haven't worked with yet that you're dying <laughs> to work with. Is there anybody still out there that's like, oh, if I could only work with them? <laughs> well, I think like, I don't, I'm so like newly back in. I just came back in October and I've kind of just been like, I've been so overwhelmed the response has been so positive. Um, but there's a lot of new producers now that I don't know yet. And I'm kind of like learning who is new out there. And I'm kind of like seeing some of the new models that are out there um, that I think are beautiful, that I really want to work with. Um, Alma Rio is one. I, I'm going to be working with her, uh, I'm going to say like next week. I'm really excited about that. I I feel like she's like a legend in the making and I'm so excited um, I've heard nothing but great things about her. Um, uh, Alba Zivon, she's beautiful. She's like an up and coming, like beautiful bondage model. She seems great. I mean, <clears throat> as far as producers, I don't really know. Like I, I, I know like, uh, shiny bound is somebody that I'm working with soon. Um, but yeah, I'm like, kind of like, I I'm still kind of like discovering what's out there and, and, uh, yeah, I'm up for, I'm up for, some new fun and exciting things sounds like you're really happy to be back I really am it has been such a positive response and experience for me so far uh it's been overwhelming uh to some degree but you know I'm trying to like okay let's like balance this out a little bit <laughs> but I'm having a blast I, I really am I've laughed so much and you know probably had more orgasms in the last, <laughs> like you know four months than I've had in a long time so <laughs> well it has been a long time trying to get you on the show and I am so happy that we were finally able to work it out because this goes absolutely up there as one of my favorite interviews ever you Aww. are just amazing thank you so much I really enjoyed hanging out with you talking and yeah anytime you want to have me back let me know what a beautiful conversation with a beautiful woman and it is so amazing to know that we have similar likes it's just great to be able to talk to somebody who really gets it and randy has always been one of my favorite fetish models and it was a pleasure to meet her a couple years ago at FetishCon, and i am surely hoping that our paths cross again very, very soon. Coming up on a special bonus Friday episode of the show. We find out why The Sexy Show is a place for all the fun and games. And when it comes to talking all things sexy, we meet JJ, the funny host of The Sexy Show, when he joins us on a special edition of the show. Coming up on the next edition of Authentically Kinky, presented by Dating Kinky and powered by Clips for Sale. 
from South Africa. She is one of the most intimidating doms we have ever met with her specialty of judicial caning and the crafting of her own shambhaks. Mistress Baton was trained by the same people as the correctional forces of South Africa and can bring to life some of the most stringent punishments ever. Yet she is so kind and charming. Mistress Batten, next week. Join us for that new show next Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Some great shows coming up in the weeks ahead as we will visit with Atlanta's Mistress Ultraviolet, sex journalist and new Shabari fan, Jesse Sage, fetish model, Madeline Ray, and the amazing rubber-clad gardener of the post-apocalyptic world, Blueberry Sage. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit, and I am authentically kinky. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. on the show. You can get all the information on the podcast by visiting authenticallykinky.com. You can find our theme song on Spotify. It's called Freya by Masana, and you can find links to their work on our website as well. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. 